I see dead people. Freak. <laughs> you freak. <laughs> you fucking freak. <laughs> Wouldn't that have been awesome if this other movie was? <laughs> what the fuck? You... Creep? <laughs> Welcome to the Review Review, a show where two small town dudes give you our big, dead opinions. I am a Troy to the Max Extreme. I'm Stuttering Stanley! <laughs> Shut up, you freak! <laughs> that teacher would be fired. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> how, did he, yeah how did he get away with that? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, don't today, give a shit what that kid said. <laughs> you don't call kids a freak. <laughs> Uh, we are still going over, why not, over some M. Night Shyamalan yeah. movies. We need, to re- we need to reaffirm our faith in his <laughs> in his movie-making abilities. Uh, so we decided to s- end our run with what really... What kicked it off. What really blew him up. Yeah. <laughs> what may... What is the thing that we can hold responsible for having us... <laughs> Uh, Sit through glass. Yeah. Um, so we are doing Sixth Sense today. Yes. Uh, the Bruce Willis, Haley Joel Osmond joint. Yeah. Uh, that really springboarded M. Night Shyamalan into the world-renowned households, uh, making an, a name there throughout. Uh, that was a long-winded way to put it, but household name is <laughs> right, what I Troy. wanted to say. Luckily for you, I'm an expert at that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you followed me at least. So let's just jump right into the sixth sense, shall we? Yes. <laughs> Debuting August sixth of the nineteen ninety nine. Wow, summer release. <laughs> yeah, I thought that's it would right. come out like because I thought it was trying to be Oscar baity and would come out later in that year, but maybe yeah. Well, late that summer, get late that summer. mid late summer. Uh, with a budget of forty million dollars, oh boy! Uh, domestically made two hundred and ninety-three point five million. Well, that's a lot. Worldwide raking in six hundred and seventy-two point eight million dollars. Getting that more than half a bill. <laughs> he raked it in during this uh, this movie. Special off of a forty million one. My God! My goodness, that's like Blumhouse money, bro. <laughs> Go, man. <laughs> Except for the last movie that came out through that. Uh, um, Glass. Go back and check that one out. Check out that review out. Yeah, check that last week. We still found a way to yell at each other, even over things that we just don't like. <laughs> uh, Rotten Tomatoes has this movie at 85%, IMDb at an 8.1 out of 10, and Metacritic at 64%. Okay. Those are the big three. Yeah. Uh, well, Troy. Ah, Shit. Beat you to it. <laughs> I was almost going to spout it out. What happened in The Sixth Sense? Uh, Bruce Willis plays a child psychiatrist, uh, somehow the best in Philadelphia. Yeah. <laughs> and he is on a mission to crack the case of what's happened to little, little Haley Joel Osmond. Yeah. See, what's, see if he can fix what ails him in that little, little kid's brain of his to see what... Uh, is really driving him crazy. Yeah. And uh, turns out, a little kid sees dead people. Might actually be dead people. Oh, my God. So how does Bruce Willis... W- Willis? Bruce Willis, Willis? Bruce Willis react to this? Well, then uh, he had the sixth sense. 
He develops a sixth sense. <laughs> he does. Uh, JT, do you were you culturally aware of the sixth sense when it was coming out in 1999? I, I want to say I think I saw it. I don't think I did see it until it was out on video. Uh, but I was aware that it took the world by storm. Yeah. Uh, I want to say I think I saw it, but I thought it was boring until the ending. Mm. Um, being that it did come out uh, 19, almost, you know, 19 years ago. Yeah. Um, I'm not going to worry about spoilers or anything like that. No, I'm not. But yeah. I was actually it's surprised. It's literally the movie that people spoil because it's funny. <laughs> yeah. I was actually surprised because I haven't seen this in probably... 18, uh, yeah. 17, 18 years. Yeah, I haven't seen it in a long time. That uh, the that line is brought up like less than halfway through the movie. Yeah. And I was like, oh, well, then where does it go from here? Because I thought that was more of like a third act type thing leading into the finale. Yeah. I remember the line is in the trailer for the movie, though. I remember when is the it? trailer came oh, out. Oh, yeah. Like, that would be the That hook. was like the big thing about the trailer was that it ends with Haley Joel Osment saying, I see dead people. And it's like, oh, my God, what is it? Is he, yeah. is he crazy? <laughs> um, And what I also, I, I mean, maybe it was just the uh, saturation of us being in the Unbreakable universe for a while. Yeah. I kind of forgot that M. Night Shyamalan does like horror more than anything. Yeah. Like horror suspense. Yeah. Because that's like almost kind of the rest well, I'm not going to say the rest of his filmography, but that's what he got his hooks into yeah. first. And there were parts in this I found actually really disturbing. Yeah, no, I thought, like, the way he built up, like, the ghosts, like, the ghost universe in this uh-huh. was really well done. Like, he he gives you, like, small breadcrumbs of, like, these, like, ghosts throughout until, right. like, he gets... Like, in, like, the second half of the movie where, like, he's showing them head-on where you're like, right. holy shit, this is his fucking, this is this kid's life. Right. Where you're like, god, no wonder he's fucked up. <laughs> you know, shit. And, like, uh, just the fact that, like, nobody else believes him at all and just fucking pesters him, like, it almost, like, it made me crawl out of my skin. When he was, like, going up to the top of that spiral staircase, because he hears, like, something, like, trying to bang out of that closet door. Yeah. And he's like, I don't want any piece of that shit, but he's just standing there looking at it, and those two kids force him in there. And yeah. he, like, ends up, like, having a panic attack and, like, passing out And in it's, there. like, so, and he's, like, he's, like, yelling some fucked up shit, too, or, like, he's, like, yelling about how he doesn't want to be hung for stealing a horse or something. <laughs> yeah. Or it's, like, yeah. Jesus. But it's yeah. like literally like because it's, it's it's a ghost they could literally be from any era. Right. right. Like you could literally just be hearing like someone from like the 1800s being like I took your horse motherfucker. Oh, I don't want my the... horse. Yeah. You <laughs> hung my horse. What is What is he did someone hang a horse in the 1800s? I hope they did. <laughs> oh god. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, you get like that, and you get sweet '70s ghosts with bell bottoms and everything. Oh yeah, you get current ghosts. It's like all yeah. you, it runs the gamut of goats, go and ghosts and yeah. goats. Yeah, was was there any goat ghosts? I hope so. Maybe hung a goat. <laughs> I honestly thought that dog was a ghost for a little bit. 
Oh, yeah? Yeah, because... The first time they show him, the mom just, like, throws, like, a sweater over him and doesn't mm-hmm. really look at him. They don't, I never really thought he was... The only time I didn't think he was a ghost, like, when it was, like... When it got to, like... The mom was like, oh, my gosh, he's in the in the wall or something. Because, like, there was, like, a ghost that shows up or whatever and uh-huh. scares him or whatever. But I was like, I think that dog's a ghost. Ooh, ghost <laughs> dog. Like, yeah. It makes this movie way more interesting. No. Because <laughs> the mom, like, doesn't even, like, really, like admonish that he's in the room for like the f- a big part of this movie yeah i guess i didn't i would never have put that together even if that was like a subtle thing that they yeah. never really brought up but it's like oh it is a ghost dog yeah. <laughs> yeah well the first time they show him the mom like throws like a sweater into the laundry basket right. and he like throws it right on top of the dog that's just like standing there right like, that's a dick movie to do if that that's an actual dog right um but what uh the big twist of the movie is that everyone knows is that Bruce Willis is actually dead in this. Oh, son of a bitch, Troy! <laughs> I literally turned this movie off like five minutes before it ended. Ah, shoot. You would have... Uh, uh, everything makes so much more sense now. <laughs> makes more like, why is, sense. <laughs> like, like, why his wife just didn't talk to him for no reason? <laughs> so, that... Going in on a rewatch and knowing that, yeah, it's fun to pick out, but then it also raises like a lot of questions yeah. if you think about it too hard. Because we were thinking about this kind of, or talking about this before we kind of re- started recording, yeah. That like, how much time does Bruce Willis's character like spend with his wife? Not a lot, but like, he's like, okay, so there's like certain points in time where like. What were you doing right up before this? Yeah. There's that one scene where he's sitting in the same room as Haley Joel Osment's mom. And you're like, did you just find it weird that she never talked to you that whole time? Like, yeah. it's like things like that. If like w- that make it like world breaking, <laughs> if you yeah. think about it too hard. But like, maybe it's a thing where he can like just drift in and out. And he doesn't realize he's yeah. going in and out. Well, of and there. they even say that like uh, people that are ghosts on on earth are like they pretty much see what they want to see like maybe they it could also be something where it's like you remember what you want to remember right i i would take it like that because that would <laughs> that would be very odd yeah. if he's just strolling through life yeah. like normal yeah and like going home to his wife who never talks to him day after day mm-hmm. doesn't even ex- like yeah. <laughs> like at some points walks through him yeah. and it's just like, what the fuck is and you, going And you on never, here? and like, one of the cool things in this, you never see Bruce Willis open a door in mm. the whole movie. You, you never see him open a door. I even like paid attention. Like they, they, huh. they'll show him walk towards a doorway, but they'll cut right before he opens the door. Okay. Yeah. I guess I never realized that. Cause he goes to open his like, uh, wine cellar door a few times but you never see yeah him. he never opens it and then when he's like going in and out of like his house or if he's walking into a building like they'll cut right before he gets to the door to open it huh i didn't re- i didn't realize that i did remember the fact though that like it was a tell that he never has any different clothes on yeah he, the only clothes he wears throughout the whole movie are like those clothes that he wears in that first scene right the uh the, like he, the sweater, the coat, and the the, the 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 light blue shirt. Right. 
and or the and, and different combinations of that. So I was yeah. like, but I knew that going in. So I was just watching. I'm like, oh man, they have a huge attention to detail here, yeah. which I find really awesome compared yeah. to like what we were watching before. Yeah, <laughs> where it's just like, just make it work, motherfuckers. <laughs> so like, I w- was uh, pleasantly surprised going through the Sixth Sense. Like it had. Haley Joel Osment was great as like yeah. a kid actor. Mm-hmm. It had uh, Bruce Willis in here giving a shit. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I know. Like he he plays a, a child psychologist really well too. Where like you can tell that he's professional, but like he still has like those those things that you can see would really work with a kid to get uh-huh. them to open up. Yeah, where it's even like okay, this kid doesn't want to like talk to me. What if I like put it in terms of do you want to play a game? Right. Where it's like, yeah, I could see that working with a kid. Right. The, and there was, there was like, two moments in this where, like, he's actually, like, laughing and smiling. Yeah. Which I haven't seen in a like, movie what since. The, what the fuck, Bruce Willis? <laughs> like, you, you, you experience joy? <laughs> it's fucked up when you see it, though. It's like, I haven't seen this in 20 years. Yeah. It's messed up. This is also the last movie he actually has with his long hair, too. Yeah. Because after this, he, like, he just cuts goes off. completely bald. Right, yeah. So, there you go. It's an end of an era. <laughs> yeah. Maybe maybe all of his talent was in his hair. <laughs> He's like the Samson of actors. Yeah. Because you brought up when we did Unbreakable, like, my big gripe with Unbreakable was that I thought the acting wasn't that good. And, like, and, and like we brought up, I was like, oh, maybe because it wasn't that good because, like, M. Night Shyamalan was kind of, like, riding off of the whole, like... Well, Sixth Sense is very low-key, so maybe they're trying to be low-key with, with uh, Unbreakable. And I thought the acting in this was actually really well done. Yeah. I Yeah. Hand over fist, I thought it was really like, well I was done. Like, what, so then I was like, what the fuck happened with Unbreakable? Then? <laughs> well, like, <laughs> like, I, I, still don't, I still hold true that Unbreakable was still going for, like, a different tone than this. Yeah. So I don't find it as... I don't find it bad. But, like, it's... <laughs> it's like night and day. Yeah. Of like this movie compared with Bruce Willis. Yeah. To any other film. Yeah. No, I yeah. I was like, it's... man, like he actually is an actor. Yeah. <laughs> like, what the fuck happened? I don't know. <laughs> what happened to him? He got. Who hurt you, Bruce? <laughs> he got comfortable doing that fucking tough guy role and just never escaped from yeah. it. Ugh. Anyway, that is no good. Although when when we when I watched Glass, it reminded me of that really cool scene when like he shows the uh, newspaper clipping to his son, and then he does like the like he has like that sad look on his face, but like he does like the the uh, the finger to his mouth to be like, I just want to show you because I want to show you that you're right. Like he he does like, a really cool way of like showing through his face that he's like sad about it but like he still wants his son to know yeah like i like that but rest of unbreakable he's just like he's not sleep he's not as sleepwalking as bad as he is in glass but (laughs) jesus christ is he just so melancholy yeah yeah but in this it's like he actually like shows emotion like he actually seems like a guy that a kid would actually open up to at certain points yeah um i enjoy like i enjoyed the horror elements of this. Yeah. Because, like, even all, like, all the subtle things, like uh, that opening scene where, uh, well, it's not the very opening scene, but um, the first scene with Haley Joel Osment in it where 
his mom like leaves the room for a second, then comes back, and all the drawers and cupboards are open. Yeah, it's like oh shit, like yeah. that's kind of creepy. And then yeah. when he leaves, like his handprints on the table. Yeah, like all that little stuff is just unsettling enough that like puts you in a like a weird frame of mind. Yeah, I like it a lot. And all that stuff is like a pretty slow build too, up yeah. to like where you are introduced to all these fucked up ghosts. Right, where it's like shit. They really know. He really knew how to, like, create an atmosphere and then just really hammer home that this is a fucking atmosphere when he actually does throw in these ghosts. Yeah. And having uh, Haley Joel Osment be as young as he is and as, like, good as he is as an actor. Yeah. Like, there's some scenes where he's just, like, by himself and he, like, is sees ghosts and stuff going on and, like, he's, like feels in peril yeah like it put me on edge like i didn't feel good at all like the one where he like wakes up to go to the bathroom and then he goes to the kitchen and is that lady who like look at what he did or something like that and like i was like holy fuck get into your jesus tent (laughs) as soon as possible i know And and it's like all this shit that he's experiencing is like making him like grow up faster than it should. Uh-huh. Like, when he has that scene when he's talking to Bruce Willis about, like, yeah, I, I drew a picture in school of a guy stabbing another guy in the neck. <laughs> where it's like, Jesus Christ! <laughs> I had actually something funny to piggyback on that. Yeah. So, like... <laughs> So he like he did that and he, in the movie he said like yeah I had to talk to a bunch of people about that so now I just draw rainbows yeah because nobody talks to me about drawing rainbows yeah so like my brother <laughs> in school <laughs> had to go and get uh my parents brought in because he drew a picture of my dad shooting Santa Claus off the roof <laughs> because the Santa Claus. With Tim Allen and it had just yeah. come out. Yeah. And, like, I, I think when we were kids, we made a joke that, like, my dad should, like, knock Santa off so he could become Santa. <laughs> and so he drew a picture of my dad shooting Santa and my mom and dad had to be called in <laughs> to school to see if he was all right. <laughs> oh, my God. Which brother was it? It was Dinosaur Knee. Yes! <laughs> <laughs> Oh, oh, it's so good. He needs to come back on the show. <laughs> yes, he does. Draw we need more dinosaur of... Neil. Yeah, shooting Santa. Uh, <laughs> but uh, I also really like the other supporting cast. Uh, like Haley Joel Osment's mom, I think does a really Tony good job. Tony Collette. Yeah, fucking kicks ass in this. Does I, really good. There, I could have watched all the scenes with her and Haley Joel Os- Osment like all day. Mm-hmm. Like I feel like. Bruce Willis is, is good in this, but, like, the strongest scenes are, like, her and him, where, like, you can, she really hammers home that she's just a mom that's just, like, I don't even know what the fuck to do with you anymore. Right. I know something's going on. I don't know. I'm freaking the fuck out. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that would, just thinking about that, it's, like, super frustrating, like, as a parent. Yeah. It's like, I just want you to be better. And yeah. you're, all you got to do is tell me. But, like, you're yeah. so fucking terrified. Yeah. That it's just like, oh, my she, God. She, like, has, she, like, portrays perfectly, like, loving frustration. Yes. Like, even when she hugs him, she's like, 
I'm hugging you because I love you, but I also just want to squeeze the truth out of you at the same time. I'm just like, just fucking tell me! Fucking damn it! Like, she yeah. is so on the end of her on the end of her rope when it comes to helping him. And then even like putting in being put in situations where like people are looking at her where it's like, are you doing this to him? Right. And she's just like She's getting it from all ends. Like, she wants to know what's happening, but she also doesn't want to put across that she's abusing her son. Like, right. she is just getting fucked throughout this whole movie. <laughs> right. And you can feel it in her performance. Like, you really feel for her throughout. I thought yeah. she was, like, one of the strongest parts of the movie. Right. Um, There was actually a, a part where it jumps back to uh, Bruce Willis's wife in this. Where she was gone long enough where I forgot who it was. Yeah. Because, like, you see her in the beginning, and you kind of see, like, her, like, uh, on that anniversary date. Yeah. And then she's kind of gone for a chunk of the movie. And then when they come back with her in the jewelry store giving that gift to, I guess, her co-worker. Yeah. I was like, who is this again? <laughs> and I kind of <laughs> forgot who it was. <laughs> and maybe it was because it was... I was also like pause the movie for a little bit to like make dinner for Macy or whatever. But yeah. like I came back and I was like, what are we watching here? Who are these two? Oh, right. It's the wife. <laughs> Forgot. Forgot they had that whole little subplot thing going yeah. on. But uh, I all in all together, like the acting is like leaps and bounds, like oh, better yeah. than. Yeah. Any other M Night thing that we've seen on this little run that I we've know, done. like it, it's nuts. Where it's like, what happened to you that you had this movie where all these people are acting their asses off and it's really good, and then for me personally, getting into Unbreakable, where it's like it feels like everyone is just like, what's happening? Wait, I don't know David anymore. <laughs> Why don't we talk more? There's so many, like, even, like, this isn't, like, completely, like, in your face. Like, the sixth sense, like, the acting like isn't, like, completely in your face. But it's, like, they still find ways to show emotion, at least at some points. Yeah. So, like, I don't know. Like, it it boggles my mind, like, seeing this where I was, like, I, I imagined going into this being like it's going to be like the six it's going to be like unbreakable where it was just everyone kind of feels melancholy and it's like it's not (laughs) (laughs) right i'm trying to go back and why doesn't it show this before i went to m night Shyamalan's like did he not Oh, never mind. I went to producer. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Director. There we go. I was like, why isn't it in here? I was trying to see, like, where it really just takes a dive. And I can't remember where. Because The Sixth Sense is great. He did, like, two movies before it, but they didn't really do anything. Yeah. Unbreakable's um, after The Sixth Sense. And then Signs. But I thought Signs is still pretty solid. <sighs> Like, I haven't seen it in a while, but for what I remember, there's not, like, low-key acting. They got, like, Mel Gibson and stuff in there. And then they're, like, actually trying. Yeah. I don't know. I want to go back and revisit it because I don't think it's as good as I remember it being. Mm. 
Especially with the ending being as dumb as it is. Yeah, I I agree with that. And then the village. I never finished the village, but I thought it started strong. You never finished. Do you you know? I know what, what the I know yeah, what the twist, know the twist is, is. But I never just got that was there. the other one on Netflix where I was like, if we had one more slot, I was gonna bring up that we do the village. But yeah, I'm I don't I'm not too heartbroken about not doing the village. Right. I feel like that that is definitely the the defi- one of the definitive M Night Shyamalan. It rests completely on the ending. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and I've never seen Lady in the Water. I heard it's garbage. Yeah. The happening, I know what happens in it doesn't sound good and then the last airbender and then after earth. <laughs> My goodness. Yeah. Oh. But no, like getting back into the sixth sense. One of my favorite ongoing gags throughout the whole movie is Tommy Tomasino. <laughs> With the shit child actor? Yes! I fucking love that. Even mm. the, the the spot where like they, they watch his fucking cold medicine commercial. <laughs> right, I did like that too. Haley Joel Osment like throws something at the TV. <laughs> like that a lot i fucking love tommy tomasino and then like at the end when they have the fucking play and he plays the the village idiot (laughs) (laughs) Uh, that's a good thread man tommy tomasino like his ongoing thing throughout is so good like he's like like he's a bully but he's not really a bully like he's just kind of using him Uh uh-huh like he's just like like yeah, I'll act. I'll act like your friend in front of your mom, so you can pay me. <laughs> and then he just kind of treats him like shit. Like he doesn't like bully him, but he just kind of like treats him like shit throughout. And then <laughs> fucking just resting on this fucking cold medicine commercial that he had. Right. <laughs> I I liked when he uh, meets up with him outside and he like throws his arm around him and everything. He's like, when they get out of his yeah. mom's view <laughs> to see that thing I did with my arm. <laughs> It's called improv. It's called improv. <laughs> <laughs> that was really oh, good. I love that. <laughs> and then like Bruce Willis, like, like at the very end, after the end of the like the play, where he's like, "Yeah, Tommy Tomasino sucked." <laughs> it gets to the point where like everyone's just beating on Tommy Tomasino so bad, where it's like I kind of feel bad for him now. Yeah. Well, he was like, a dick throughout, but now everyone's just shitting on him. Right. Even like on the the. Not the King Arthur play, but the one before it where he's the Haley Joel Osment says, like, yeah, Tommy said this place sucked. And then even Bruce Willis like, well, he's a punk. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, I just love that they're shitting on this kid. I want to see an alternate ending where, like, Bruce Willis just <laughs> fucking possesses Tommy Tomasino and then he just beats his head against the wall. <laughs> oh, but yeah, I, uh, the whole, uh setting to this movie the characters and like everything about it like was i thought was super strong yeah even like they because they they still try and like beat a beat into your head that like he's still alive like they don't they don't try to reveal that he's dead at all and like they do that whole thing where his wife is being attracted to another man and you think that it's just because their marriage is rocky yeah and it's it gets to a point where you're, it's like, well, do I try and help this kid or do I try and save my marriage? Like, mm-hmm. and it's all built on this whole thing where like he failed this one kid that killed himself 
and tried to shoot him. Tried right. quotations actually does kill right. him. <laughs> and like it's this whole thing where like he's he's fighting with what's more important, my ability to help this kid or my ability to maintain my marriage and actually like have a life outside of this instance. Mm-hmm. Or like I like they kind of played with that where it you're you're like there's so many people that feel like they are so set on their work where they convince themselves they're the only people that can help these people, but in the same sense, they ruin their personal lives. And like Bruce Willis kind of turns into that, that version of that person, even though he thinks he's alive. Right. (laughs) Right. Uh, I, it's hard for me to like get into the mindset of seeing this without knowing the twist because knowing it, like it's super telling that oh, oh yeah, yeah he's dead the whole time yep. yeah but I I would love to go in this fresh and like have never known that and I feel, I, I want to know if like I would have caught on and I feel like 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 especially film culture nowadays is so built on like what's the twist that I feel like it wouldn't get away with this today mm. like this is definitely like a film of its time where so many plots of movies around this time were so cut and dry that this was the first one where it's like even 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 though it's a very apparent to us like we went people go went into this movie being like oh he's still alive yeah there's no question that he's still alive because movies will tell you if he's dead yeah i know spoiler culture is like a lot bigger thing now than it was like in 1999 yeah but even I don't know if this movie would if it would come out now if they even have like I see dead people in the trailer, I don't know if they would. But I think this came out in a time where spoiler culture wasn't didn't even exist. Like yeah, I, I know, I, think, I know. That's like what this, I'm saying. No, like, but this like came out in like a time where it's like it didn't even really matter if people spoiled the movie for you because it's like every movie kind of had a f- same formula that it stuck to, and it's like well, well I know. I know how this is going to end. I just want to see what it builds up to in terms of, like, how it gets there. Mm. It's not so... Like, every movie has the same destination. You're just, tr- you're just there to see how they get there. Right. And then this one was like, no, this wasn't the destination all along. You were actually going here. And you're like, oh, shit! I did not see that coming at all. Yeah. And then that's what kind of built from there, where now... Movies from then on had to, like, throw, like, something in there where it's like, but the twist! Yeah. What's the twist? <laughs> I, yeah, probably even, especially after this. Yeah. Like, having, like, Mr. X and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, I can't think of a lot of movies before this that had, like, I'm sure there are, but this is the one that really popularized the whole I didn't see that coming kind of twist. Yeah, for sure. To the fact that it's, like, his shtick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, if it didn't have one, people would be like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, an M. Night movie without a big reveal? But, uh, yeah, I, I I, mean, I don't have much more to say than this than just praise. Like, I I really enjoyed this movie going back and rewatching. Yeah. It. Also to the fact, too, that it was refreshing that I kind of forgot that it was... I know it was a supernatural movie, but I, I forgot there was, like, horror elements to this. Yeah. And I was like, oh, yeah, like, that's really well done. Like, mm-hmm. some parts were, like, unsettling to watch. Yeah. Um. So would uh, 
what would you I do you want to jump into the grades? Sure. Yeah, I've I really enjoyed it all the way through. The performances were good. The like the build up I thought was like the best part of this. Like he really found a way to really build up to revealing these ghosts to you. Like I for some reason I went into this thing like they kind of like reveal them right away. But they really know how to build piece by piece that you're really figuring out that oh he can see dead people and then when he does see dead people it's really disturbing yeah. and terrifying yeah and i i thought that he, the way he builds up to that moment when he actually does start interacting with dead people i thought was really well done and mm-hmm. i think i'm gonna give this like a a pretty solid a yeah i fucking i i i because I'm I'm so like built to like hate M Night Shyamalan, I I feel like I want to give this a lower grade, but uh-huh. I can't think of reasons to go any lower than an A. I liked it all the way through. Yeah, um, I I I'm gonna give it like an A minus, but I really enjoyed it quite a bit. Like there was very little that I didn't like in at all. Like I the only thing is like I do think the movie does hinge on its twist, and with that. It's fun to watch it on a rewatchability factor, like seeing it from a different perspective. Yeah. But then after that's done, it's kind of like, oh, like it's kind of yeah. like not fun to watch it after that, I guess. Yeah. I mean, I feel like the fact that you know that he's dead takes away from the scenes that involve Bruce Willis. Yes. But the shit with Tony Collette and Haley Joel Osment, I think, are the strongest scenes in the whole movie. Where I feel like that's where the re- rewatchability factor kicks in. Like I could, I could watch those two interact with each other all day. Like they feel yeah. like such, an like just an awesome, small family. Like you can see the desperation in Tony Collette's eyes, and you can see how much, like Haley Joel Osment loves her. And even like there's scenes in here where they're just, it's just a throwaway scene of them having fun. Like there's like a right. random scene where Haley Joel Osment's sitting in a shopping cart and she just runs it down a parking lot and he puts his arms out like king of the world titanic style right right. (laughs) and it's like he's having a blast and you can see them interacting as like this like small family that actually legit loves each other and has fun like they don't continually have like this frustration of i don't know what's wrong with you i'm miserable you can see they genuinely love each other right and i think that's the real thing that really sets really hits home that you really want them to work this out. You're not like, God damn it. Just get rid of the kid. Then if you don't fucking (laughs) love him, like you can see, she genuinely loves him. And I think that's the thing that really hinges on this movie. I like that small little cart scene quite a bit, but like, cause that he has such a fucking awful life. (laughs) And that one like little simple fleeting moment of happiness is like, yeah. Oh, that makes me feel so good. Even though I'm just seeing a ton of, (laughs) hanging horses all around me at all times <laughs> but no like they still they still hammer home that he's still a kid yeah right. even all of the weird mature shit that he puts out there that he's experienced and all of the dead people things that he experiences they still put in small things here and there that shows that he's a kid right and that's what really want that's what really hammers home that you want to see him get better good deal so six cents Check Great. it out. It's on Netflix for free. That is true. So check that out if you're in an M. Night Shyamalan mood. Like, we 
were forced to be in. <laughs> but uh, what? Um, oh, we don't. How do we finish these shows? <laughs> just uh, just plugs. Yeah, where can they find us? <laughs> <laughs> they can find me at Bucky Furman on Twitter. Also, Bucky Furman on Instagram. And Bucky on, on Snapchat. Troy. Uh, you can find me at Troy to the Max on Twitter. You can find us both at Review Review Pod on Twitter. You can also find us on Facebook if you dare. Ooh, I'm uh, dead. At Review Review Pod uh, on the Facebooks. Um, we're also at Review Review Pod podbean.com if you wanted to visit us on our little hosting site there. But if you don't want to, that's fine because we are also on a multitude of platforms. Any podcatcher should catch them. We're also on YouTube and Apple Podcasts. So if you want to listen to us there, awesome. And if you do, awesome. uh, rate and review us there because if you like the show, that helps other people find the show. And if you want to write in, you can do so at reviewreviewpod at gmail.com. Tell us what you think of M. Night Shyamalan. Yeah. What were his hits? What were his misses? <laughs> there were a few of them. <laughs> there are a bit of both in there. A bit that. of both. <laughs> <laughs> so let us know on any of those platforms. Yeah. To be honest, Troy, I'm glad that we are taking a step away from M. Night Shyamalan from, from here on in. Same. I've uh, I've had my I've had my fill. <laughs> Same. <laughs> There's some that I would like to revisit sometime, like signs maybe to remember like if it's good or not. Yeah. And maybe just see movies that I started that I never finished. Yeah. But that's about it. Like that's, yeah. I don't ever like all the bad ones that I've heard are bad. I don't ever want to see. Yeah. Like I don't have the time. In the fucking <laughs> world to see those, to have a terrible time yeah. now. So, like, yeah. why would I do that to myself? Yeah. Anyway, that's it. Rant over. <laughs> Rant over. But, uh, yeah, so tune in for our Thursday show where we talk about Jerry Maguire. That's right. And uh, we forgot to bring this up last show, but I'll just hint at it right now. We're thinking for a theme for our Monday shows in February. Yes. <laughs> that we are on the mission to save Troy from Boss Baby. <laughs> Thank you. So we are on. We want your help. We are going to do some Monday reviews where we review uh, children's films that you think old Troy to the Max's daughter would be drawn to outside of Boss Baby that would not drive Troy absolutely insane. Right. Um, I would prefer them to be films um, just for the sake of, like, I I don't want to watch, like, a ton of a series or something. No, yeah, no series. We're going to stick mostly to films so we're not, like, trying to, like, cram, like, ancient episodes of some, like, fucking... Bullshit series yeah. that ends up sucking the whole way through. Yeah. Um... So, and it has to be on a streaming service. Yeah. Because if it's a hit, they're going to want to watch, she's going to want to watch it like over and over again. Yeah. So that's what we're going to do for February's Monday's episodes. Yeah. So something preferably Netflix, Hulu, or Amazon. Yep. We'll see. Let us know. Even if it's not streaming, if, if you think it's that good, you can, you can suggest it and we'll look into it right every day after daycare we come home and we watch boss baby <laughs> so it'd be a, it'd be it'd be 
please, a pleasant yeah. thing to want anything else. Really, <laughs> anything. I want to go back to Coco, but it's been in a boss baby house for the last few weeks. Yeah. So maybe something that like looks like boss baby or that is uh completely opposite of boss baby. Yeah, that is actually like <laughs> worth watching. I have a few ideas already cool. that I've I've looked up on Netflix or something that can uh that might might appease her in some way. Okay. But yeah, our Monday episodes in February we're going to Review them, and then we're going to get those scoop from Troy on whether or not she seemed interested at all in the suggestion. Right. I'll let you know right now when we come home. I'm like, okay, Mace, what do you want to do? And she'll just say, baby. And that means to watch Boss Baby. Yeah. So if I can break her of that habit, we have a winner. Here we go. And then, of course, February is going to be what I call our teddy bear month. Where we talk about a movie about toys with Lego Movie and Lego Movie 2 that's coming out. And we're doing Paddington and Paddington 2. Right. So those movies cannot be for our Monday's episodes. No. Yeah. Those are what we're doing for our main apps. Plus, spoiler alert, I've already tried Paddington 2 and Macy wasn't into it. Yeah. So let that be a a gauge for you. Since all four of those films will have somewhat of a family dynamic to them we figured might as well go family with it and also help troy in the process <laughs> by trying to find a film that macy the max will in fact like over boss baby it is up to you review review universe <laughs> to find the film that saves troy from insanity yes that's it there you go stop me from <laughs> cutting myself jesus i'm just kidding sorry it's not that bad but literally i've every time i see it like i just become a dead shell husk of a man it's a terrible fucking movie anyway anytime alec baldwin brings up a fucking memo this goddamn movie troy can't even watch 30 rock anymore and there's a scene where he fucking farts powder and i just am over it Anyway, there we go. Operation no- <laughs> Operation No Baby that's coming up in February. Stared off into nothing. Yes. All right. Anyway, join that's... us for join us for Operation No Baby in February. Yes. So that'll be a fun month. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> uh, until we get to Jerry uh, Maguire. Jerry Maguire. I've been Troy to the Max Extreme. J3K. And we are off.